Hey there, Ghostbusters fans, and welcome to the uh, CrossRip Good News Minute. Yeah, we're going to front load the shows now with a minute of just good news before we get into the, the meat of uh, what we're actually going to talk about. So, this week on the show, uh, our good news. Uh, happy 67th birthday to Mr. Rick Moranis, who celebrated his birthday this past week. Uh, very cool to see the love pouring out on social media for Rick, and uh, looking forward to seeing him come back to screens at some point in a new Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movie. Uh, also, some more good news. Uh, the real Ghostbusters action figures from Kenner slash Hasbro have started hitting Walmart stores. Uh, if you go to your local Walmart, they do have a street date of April 28th, but they're selling them a little bit early. So uh, if you're lucky enough to uh, be able to go to a Walmart right now and you can get them, uh, go pick them up. Those of you who pre-ordered them, uh, I would imagine they will start shipping out sooner than later with a street date of April 28th. Uh, good, good, safe bet that the June date that we pre-ordered toward will be uh, beaten by at least a little bit. Uh, so, hey, there's some good news to start out your uh, your day or your whatever you're listening to this during. <laughs> Maybe it's nighttime. Maybe it's the middle of the night. Who knows? Maybe you're listening to us while you have a midnight snack. But there's your Ghostbusters Good News Minute. And now, on with the regular show. Attention shoppers. Don't there are a wide variety of items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hey there, Ghostbusters fans, and welcome to the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad for the week of uh, April 20th, 2020. Holy moly. Too hot to handle, too cold uh, to hold. The they call the Ghostbusters in the end control. Had a throwing party for a bunch of children. Well, all the while, the slime was under the building. So they packed up, big group, got a grip, came equipped, grabbed their proton packs on the back, then they split. Fun out of our ego, the master of evil. Try to battle my boys. Still playing with toys presents the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key? Master? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun! Woo! All right then. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Put it's, it away. Let's talk. What's making you happy this week? Uh yeah. Let's put it all away. Um, stuff. It can't get any weirder, so we can ignore it. Exactly. It's, it's, it's just, sort. It's sort of like the first three weeks of spotting the growing fireball <laughs> in the sky. You're like, oh my god, a meteor! And then after a while, like, it's gonna get here eventually. Let's talk about something else. Damn meteor gonna hit? Take <laughs> forever with the demolition of all that we know. Um. Yeah, I some stuff. Like what we do in shadows starts again tonight. I didn't get to watch it oh. before we started talking because it, it doesn't air till ten o'clock here. But uh, right. uh, I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a shipment notice for my uh, Eagle Moss, my next box of Eagle Moss stuff. Hey. Uh, so that's making me pretty happy. And mine's supposed to be on its way, but uh, it's um, uh, you know, it's slow. It's the world weird. We live it's in weird. Now. Yeah. 
it's a special thing to get Eagle Moss to Canada. Uh, to be honest, I only think I'm getting it because you're getting it. <laughs> not that they don't want, not that they're, that, not they, that they give two craps about making me feel bad. It's just that I think they realize it's kind of lopsided for you. I, <laughs> What's yeah. this week's episode? It's like, well, Chris and all of our listeners are going listen to listen to Troy, Troy his, build the, and hear him swear <laughs> as he drops the tiny little screws on the ground and. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it'll be, it'll be it, and it works. I mean, because especially now uh, in in this current uh, environment that we're living in, I feel like the Eagle Moss episodes are kind of our saving grace here. Like, I'm yep. I'm really excited for you to get that box so that we can do another episode and do some. Building. Yeah. Well, um, somebody tweeted me earlier today. I'm not sure who it was. I'd have to go check, but they were saying that they just put together um, like we did the first two, and then they did up to six. And they figure that those four steps are like an hour episode. Like it's kind uh, of akin what we did last time. Yeah, I mean we've got we've got an engine coming up that I have seen uh, a, a few people now on social media that have said it's kind of a pain to put together. So we yeah. may have to kind of stagger them and do like we'll we'll start one, and if it ends up taking an hour, then we'll just move on to the next one. Uh, you know, for another episode or something. I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. But yeah, yeah. Um, hey, I mean, good news is the response to the uh, role-playing uh, character-building episode has been pretty great. Uh, I've seen a lot of yeah. people putting their cards up. Uh, our our GB Resurrection friends um, boost boosted the signal for us, and and then also encouraged people to post their cards. And it's yeah. it's just been awesome. I feel like a lot of people. There's a lot of RPG love right now. Um, yeah, so I feel like we hit it while well hot. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't say it last time, and we should have. If people are kind of uh, concerned about the need for creativity to roll up a character, don't do you like do, do your and, like, and they have everything spelled out for you in in yeah. the manual too, so you can just pick and choose, and you're good. Um, yeah. you can literally just sit down and go, "Am I am I stronger than I am smarter?" <laughs> like, well, I mean, you have to have a very serious conversation with yourself in a couple of places, but. Uh, it's not that hard to just to well. Let's put it this way: it's so loose and easy that um, when I went down to FanFest, I wanted cards to give people with my deets on it, and yeah. I basically took Ray Stance's stats, kept them, and then altered like the uh, the talents and all that. Like yeah. I just just came up with talents that made more sense for me, and and printed it up as cards. Um, so it's not it's really see I, there you go I mean at the end of the well we talked about it that Ray and Egon and them are movie hero stats that are higher than average but uh, but yeah maybe you, you know go get the game like the download the thing look at the guy's stats pick the guy that's most like you uh, peel off a point here or there to bring you back down to the 12 and then change the talents to make more sense for you you're yeah. not, not not a physicist few of us are but uh, you know you're good at electronics. Swap that in there. There you go. Done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, or or in just inflate your numbers and uh, go into God mode. Like I, I can't remember one of yeah. one of our longtime listeners, uh, Joe. Maybe it was Joe. Uh, was like, I I took a look at my card and I way inflated my numbers <laughs> to reduce them. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. and then we also got, uh, so the, the resurrection guys, when they were boosting the signal, they really enjoyed on your, uh, your card serving humanity with extreme prejudice. Uh, and, and they tagged the use of unnecessary violence and the trapping of the Scalari brothers has been approved, which has really taken off. Uh, Richard Cripp did some <laughs> fan art of it. <laughs> um, 
Well, there you go. Oh, so man. So this will be fun. It. Yeah, exactly. So this that that that's bringing me joy this week, too, is just uh, at, here yeah. I thought you and I were just going to kill some time by building up our characters and putting together no. a game for ourselves, and he, here people are enjoying it. Uh, people are still listening. That's the other thing that's really shocking to me. It's like, thank you, everybody. There's <laughs> well, a lot going need, on right now. Did, well, people need something to do. Might yeah. as well be us. Um, I've spent the the... I haven't watched a lot of TV. Like, I know a lot of people are catching up. Like, I'm paying for streaming services, and I'm not watching a lot of stuff yeah. right now. Weirdly enough, what I've done is I've gone back to my Steam list, and I, uh, I did, there was a few games on there. <laughs> there was a few games that I was more interested in when I got them than I actually ended up <laughs> playing. But uh, one of them was Watch Dogs. Oh yeah, you mentioned I think a couple weeks ago that you were playing Watch Dogs. Yeah, finished finished that and all the DLC downloads and all that. Uh, well, not I mean not all of them. <laughs> there's a lot. Like if you want to be a completist, and I, at a certain point I am not a completist because there's things like there's 100 you know sightseeing spots around the city. Go see them all. <laughs> I'm like no, nah, thanks. I'm good. And it's a very dark game. I've been having a discussion with some other people who have played it, and they think the second one is way better. And I kind of asked, I was like, I was, I had a real good time with the first one. What makes the second one better in people's heads? And mostly it came down to, it's a slightly cliched, tropey vigilante setup. It's like, I'm a hacker bad guy. And because of it, bad guys came after me, but they killed my niece. Oh, get the bad guys. <laughs> and a couple of times, there's a couple of times where you're up against the bad guys and the bad guys are like, you know, you kind of got your niece killed, and it's <laughs> no, none of that. Uh, <laughs> the morality but, of video games sometimes there. It's just... yeah. The second <laughs> one goes for oh, and then then my biggest complaint is 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 set in Chicago. So Dan Aykroyd would have loved it. It's got a lot of beefy old muscle cars, and they play a lot of blues on the radio. Uh, but for the birthplace of house, not well represented. I was like, hmm. <laughs> So let me get this straight. I'm a hacker in Chicago, and I have no access to house music. <laughs> this makes no sense to me at all. Uh, but Watch Dogs 2 is in San Francisco. Um, it's a cast of characters. You play one, but you got like a team. Both games really, really hit on like a like a hacker's the movie vibe with me. Like I'm really just kind of like that Mondo 2000. You know what I mean? Like... Uh, you know, the 90s cyberpunk kind of thing that that really kind of uh, pushed those buttons for me and I enjoyed the, the, But the second, yeah, one in San Francisco is way more lighter and fluffier and <laughs> I'm digging. But what got me going on these two things is I'm behind the curve. Like I think Watch Dogs 2 came out in 2017, I think. God, was I'd it that long check. ago already? It yeah, I think like one was, was 2013 and the second one was 27. I'd have to double, do not swear to this, but I am years behind the curve on, on these, these games. And even that first one in Chicago, beautiful. Like the way the, the like the whole city and all this, like it's, it's not one-to-one Chicago, but it's this nice balance between manageable to drive around and not drive you crazy because you're making an hour commute sort of thing. Like, Really, really, really nicely well balanced. And then as I'm playing it, I'm kind of wondering how close we are to the point where companies start like licensing out these city systems they have. Like we're getting to the point where you got to find ways to not have to reinvent the wheel over and over yeah. and over again. Yeah. 
and for a long creating a detailed Chicago or New York City every single time you make a game. Yeah, it's getting a little a little crazy. I mean, you have to do them slightly different for depending on the type of game you want. Like for the Spider Man game, you cannot one hundred percent necessarily use the same kind of city design the same way that maybe Watch Dogs does. I say that having not played Activision Spider-Man games. But at the end of the day, if you wanted to make a game where, say, you customize a character who has a headquarters uh, and then runs around with weird technology on little missions all around town, uh, be that hacking or, you know, going out on ghost calls, I'm like, how far away are we from somebody just going, can I please license your assets (laughs) and your mission system? Yeah. And tweak it into a good, because that's the thing everybody's sitting around yelling for. They want the quote unquote sandbox open world New York to go bust ghosts in. And I'm kind of like, I mean, really, the mechanics aren't that too far off. Like It's you, there, I, it exists. Yeah, It's there, it could exist. Like it's, it's literally just a matter of retooling the content, because you literally have the main storyline of busting ghosts. You get calls that all they do is build up reputation and money and maybe get you artifacts, and then you have side missions and all this sort of thing. Like it's just, it's all there. It's just instead of being like a hacker that... <sighs> for some reason has no access to iTunes and can't listen to any house music, you can, uh, <laughs> so that's, but it's, I've been, I've been enjoying the hell out of it. So uh, twofold, I've been enjoying playing them and I'm really enjoying the idea that, I don't know, I feel like we're within a five year run to maybe getting, oh, and that's the other thing. In the second one, it surprised the hell out of me, but the first one you run around and they have these, online missions you can do but you have to go to them and trigger them Mm. Uh, in the few years between the first one and the second one you don't trigger them like they just end up happening in your shared like they just share the world spaces between two different players so like I'm like in the middle of something and I see this green name and they're like, eh, dead sec allies nearby. Team up if you want. It's like, I don't. <laughs> and it ends up, he's following me to this other mission I'm going. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and then he starts shooting at me, which immediately brings down the police on him. I'm like, what the hell? But the point was, is that it was meshed into the gameplay that another player just showed up to come on a mission with me, uh, including other ones too, where it was versus rather than cooperative too. Right. I I can't, obviously I don't, don't see that happening in a a Ghostbusters game, but the ability to play the game single player by yourself and then side missions, uh, or even not even side missions, but just any mission, a, a buddy can jump in and join you on the mission seamlessly. I'm like, oh, that yeah, would be so fantastic. In a Ghostbusters game, you, I, you're speaking my language there. That I sounds know, awesome. Right? And I'm customizing them. Like, I, I love going into the shops and, uh, like, it's like, how do I dress my hacker today? Like, it's just. <laughs> so I can see that being, you know, like. Yeah. Watchdogs, uh, Ghost by Ghost Dogs. No, Ghost that's dogs. just a Forrest Whitaker movie. That's, that's something else. <laughs> uh, no, but anyways, it's, it's a wonderful daydream. Um, I don't know. If people like that kind of game, go play watchdogs uh, shout out to dan amrick at ubisoft uh but um 
because he was the one that recommended that two was uh, night and day to the first one, which is why I was like, holy cow, I'm loving the hell out of the first one. What is the second one going to be? Yeah. And it turns out what it is is uh, randomly other people invade my computer. <laughs> so, <laughs> which was a wonderful surprise. Uh, I love it. I love it. But, yeah. But yeah, I, mean, I just, oh man. Anyways, let's do that. that. That's the dream. Yeah. That's, I, someday we're going to have that game that's like a free uh, open world. And that's, we'll just all play the hell out of that until the end What's, of time. Uh, exactly. Which, which maybe well, sooner than later, but. Yeah, well, that's it. just it. This is the thing the Watch Dogs game didn't do is they didn't design in a super long tail to it. But I also think that it could be designed into the the development of the game that the content creation tools could be developed to just rather than... Well, I shouldn't say that. I haven't even do- dove into the all the online stuff. Like when I first loaded it up, they kept running all these messages at me and I was just skipping past them. Cause I was like, I want to play the single player game. I'm not really interested in playing multiplayer right now, but they did have things like, you know, an event to go race the, you know, solar powered, uh, go-karts and stuff like that. But even then that kind of topped out, like I'm, I'm kind of thinking in terms of you go in, you fire up the game. There's a small little up, you know, update and what it is, is because it's Christmas, they've put in a special one-off Christmas mission. mission. So they, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so little weekly content updates of just tiny missions. And then it once a month, a larger event thing. And once a year, a massive thing. And if you did that with a, like I said, the 2013 game in Chicago still looks really great. You could, you could have us running around a New York as a, you know, you could release the game as more of a platform than a game and just feed us Ghostbusters stuff for a decade <laughs> and we would, and, and charge us for it and we will happily pay for it because it's kind of like, yeah. hey, you paid the 60LR games, $5 to do more missions. Give me and that I'm other like, mission. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. Sorry, I'm just rambling, but it's um, no, no. I mean, I feel like that's that's kind <clears> of <throat> point. Uh, that's pointing toward uh, what this episode is going to be. Is uh, we're we're breaking mm. my number one rule. We don't have a rundown because there's nothing going on. Uh, so that's fine. Um, yeah. I mean, the the only other thing that I had was a discussion topic that I kind of threw at you uh, earlier today that I thought might be kind of fun. Um, but uh, uh-huh. yeah, feel free to do that I mean, one. We can talk about watchdogs. That's fine. We can talk oh, about. I'm, I'm I'm done the the run on watchdogs. Oh, okay. That's at this point the only other thing we can do is just start designing it. <laughs> so and let's just maybe do, just yeah, just do it ourselves. Put a pin in it. Um, um, well, so so the discussion topic that I came up for you and I to talk about this week was, um, and it was inspired. I'm so sorry. Somebody on Twitter had this idea, and I saw that, and I was like, oh my god, that's brilliant. And I, I meant to bookmark it so that I could come back to it at this exact moment, and I still can't find you. So I apologize. <laughs> I, I can't give you proper credit, but um, somebody on Twitter was saying, uh, you know, July 10th, 2020 has a big empty hole in our calendars now. We all last year circled that date in our advanced 2020 calendars and we were looking forward to it. And now all of a sudden it's been pushed out to March of next year. Um, assuming everything, assuming that the world is, is righted and we're back, uh, rolling on the axis the way that we need to be. Uh, what should we do? Is there something that could be done to kind of fill that 
that monumental date that we had circled on the calendar uh, and still make it something fun and still make it something kind of nerdy toward us, us Ghostbusters fans. Um, you know, what, what do we think that could be? And this person had the hypothesis or the, the, the pitch um, that it would be great to do a double feature of Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2 on that date. And then it ends with a trailer or like a little sneak peek of Ghostbusters Afterlife. So, hey, the day that you would have been in the movie theater watching this film, um, here, we're going to do a double feature and then we'll give you uh, the next trailer, or a, a scene or, you know, the first five minutes uh, Dark Knight style or something like that. And I thought that was a great idea. It It does assume that everything is somewhat back to normal on July 10th. So I think for the exercise of this conversation, let's just consider that that is the case. But um, yeah, what, what what do you think, Chris? Do you have any ideas as to like what we could do on that mm. date to sort of market or celebrate it or do something? Announce that Sony Interactive has licensed <laughs> Ubisoft's city building technology. <laughs> <laughs> And that, and that by summer of next year, we'll all be, uh, no, I don't, um, I, <clears throat> well, like, are we doing pie in the sky or? I mean, I think pie in the sky would be fun, but I think just something realistic, like a double feature. If it's one of those fathom events, uh, that's, that's easy for them to put together and beam it into the theaters, um. You know, yeah. this isn't this isn't like FanFest 2.0. Um, this is more so just something that is, is possible. Or, you know, uh, the other idea that I had was, um, you know, <laughs> Chase, Jason Reitman has been doing uh, like uh, puzzle games on uh, on social media. Everybody's doing something different on social media right now. Like Paul Feig has his quarantine uh, cocktail hour. Uh, Jason Reitman joined a, a puzzle uh, live stream today. Um but I was thinking, you know, if if we're still kind of cooped up, some sort of a live stream, like Zoom event, uh, marking July 10th with you know Jason and maybe a couple people from the film, and almost doing like a uh, like a, a press event, you know, like when you see the the people up at the table with the microphones, kind of like when you're at a convention, uh, just do a a rock star weigh in uh, press event with everybody. And then, you know, you can ask questions and you can uh, type in some questions. Maybe they can throw you a clip or a, f- a photo or something um, that, that seems doable because we could all still be in our homes and it could air on the ghost core Facebook page or something like that. Yeah. Well, this would be contingent on a couple of things, not impossible things, just not, necessarily definite things, but I like the idea of a trailer, but what if, since by that point the movie was supposed to be done anyways, and maybe they're still tinkering with it, but say the, you know, they're, they're basically ahead of schedule. Um, uh, you and I discussed this, maybe they're putting more, the place to put more time in is on the effects, but they're not going back to filming or anything like that. And I guess this depends on whether Jason Reitman, and unfortunately, I, I think he might be, if he leans more towards like being uh, an Alfred Hitchcock, Edgar Wright type director, in which everything is already locked down, right? Yeah. The old adage that... 
not, not, not fixing it in post. Uh, not fixing it post. Yeah, he's the, already got it all adage. put together. Yeah. What was the? But the story about Alfred Hitchcock, the the one thing he hated about making movies was you know having to actually go out and shoot them. Like he he was all over the script and then storyboarding and he had a all worked out and then it was like right go shoot it Aww. you know like that was the boring <laughs> part too uh or if he's more like his dad which is there's you know a bit more of a a free-flowing style and that his dad may not always be that either but of course definitely he was when he made the first two movies because he's dealing with a group of very creative kind of people that could you know nimble around and all that but if, for example, they got in there and they shot and he discovered a chunk of substory that they had to cut, um, just kind of stitch it together maybe as a, a short. Do you know what oh, I mean? Oh, like, that's a great idea. Yeah. That's... So he, it doesn't fit in the, in the full run, the full vision of the full run, but rather than waste it with a little bits of... Eh. So like I said, it's dependent on he has something that he has to cut, and two, that the thing he hasn't cut doesn't spill the beans on yeah. anything critical in the full movie. But if he had... like So for example, in Ghostbusters 2, if, if we transposed the two and, and the same thing happened... Uh, to Ghostbusters 2 that was happening now, July would come and either in theater before some other film, uh, maybe even the Ghostbuster ones, who knows, a Fathom event, or maybe it's streamed somewhere, we'd watch a little short movie about Lewis chasing Slimer around the, the Ghostbusters headquarters. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it doesn't give anything else away, but it was just a little side yeah. story that didn't have space in the, the it overall doesn't, it film. It doesn't spoil anything because that oh, was a man, that's a great idea. tiny B story. We knew from the trailers that Slimer and Lewis were both in it, right? Like it doesn't, hmm. doesn't give anything away, but just to have uh, Rick Moranis and um, Annie Potts and Slimer in a little five oh minute God. hunting Slimer in the ghost house. Little, little, so sort of like, uh, you know, how we used to get the Pixar movies or the Roger Rabbit sure, cartoons yeah. before movies. We could get a little, a little Ghostbusters mini short before, and then throw it on the DVD later. We'll, I mean, we'll, that's... I'm uh, old, and I said DVD, and the, <laughs> that's a thing they may not even make <laughs> anymore. I don't know. old uh, Betamax uh, VHS tape. Um, <laughs> the, yeah, I, I, I think I would I would actually take that one step further, too. I mean, it, it does assume that we start to be able to leave our house uh, sooner than later, but and it, so that, that therefore it may not be done by July 10th, but... Now that they have all this time before March, and if the film is, you know, just putting the last final touches on it, uh, knowing how quickly they shot that teaser trailer that announced the film, uh, maybe they could put together their own, yeah, put together a new sort of teaser trailer or even like a prequel short film or something that kind of, you know, they could film let's say in July or August and cut together relatively quickly. And it goes up in September, October around Halloween. And, uh, yeah. it's, it's a great little, uh, appetizer for, for March. And it, it maybe leads into the film a little bit. It covers some of that gap in between you know, the yeah. 30 years that have passed. And that would be awesome. I mean, um, shoot a, uh, go to Amy, license the, the, the title profiles in history, <laughs> And shoot a little <laughs> five-minute documentary on no, seriously, That's profiles such a great, in history yeah. on on Ivo Shandor, yeah. and all it really does is add like if you go to the movie, you got all you need to know about Ivo Shandor and his mind that they feed to us in the movie. But if you see this short, 
it'll just add in extras. Yeah, the, that, the videos extras. that they showed at the Gozer exhibit uh, yeah. at the museum in 1991 or something it, like that. Yeah, yeah, uh, along with extra information that ties in. We're like, oh, that ties into the first movie, and and then we get to the new movie. We're yeah. like, oh, they told us about that thing. And, he, and that is very little new footage, right? Like that, that one's almost ideal because it's licensing a bunch of historical footage that fits. Yeah. Like a la yeah. Uh, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. You just sort of like back in 1920s New York and we're like, <laughs> that's Chicago, but nobody will know. Run that footage. Yeah. That's good. And then every once in a while you can do that thing where they go to the experts and it's like, uh, yeah, mockumentary while it, style. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then cut to Dr. Raymond Stance being interviewed, like oh, about God, his that, research that into Ivo so... Shandor and. I mean, the funny thing about that is it would be so entertaining. I'm sure that the marketing people would be like, what? I don't <laughs> get it. But it would, it would be so great. Like that same sort of like uh, ancient alien style, you know, something that aired on the History Channel at midnight. Uh, yeah. I uh, actually always used to dream of just using like, like, like stock footage stuff to, uh, with a couple extra film bits to try to do a, uh, my, my, the one, the one that I wrote up, which, what Ghostbuster fan doesn't have a script except mine wasn't for Ghostbusters three. Mine was for a profiles in history style documentary that had clips of, uh, some like uh, Shandor realty or whatever announcing that, you know, they were, uh, had secured the the donor funding or whatever to fully restore the 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 <laughs> historic rooftop temple at fifty five Central 55. Park West. Or they like, um, they could do that. What the one other thing they could do is either by f- using another piece of music that just suits, or by using one from the soundtrack if there's any pop stuff to go with the soundtrack. Although you and I discussed that that might be more difficult in this one. It's not lending itself to yeah. a pop track. But shoot, you know, one of those movie style, shoot a thriller basically, where there's actually a little bit of a movie leading up to it and a little bit of movie after. <laughs> and in the middle, it's a music video, right? Yeah. Like it just... Uh, and involves, um, uh, you know, Finn Wolfhard, uh, have his band do it or something. Well, yeah. Uh, or, uh, you know, Paul Rudd's in there or something like yeah. that. You could, and that, that's just fun. Like, again, it's, it's, it's another version of a showing us a short mini movie slash story. It's just that instead of, you know, it's, it's actually shot more music video stuff. We see that in movies and television yeah. and all that anyways, where they don't, they don't, well, we could have three minutes of people shouting at one another during this fight, or we could just choreographic the music, and that's fun too. <laughs> Go do that. Um, so yeah, it's tough because all the ideas that I have would require shooting other stuff, or you know, going out and, and creating something new, which is going to be extremely difficult in, in the next month or two, unless it is like a a live stream event, or you know, a, a tune into any late night show or the Sesame Street play date uh, that aired uh, this week. It's that's what everybody's having to do because that's the only way to create content at the moment. But yeah, yeah. A music video would be a lot of fun. And, and again, would only take them, you know, a day or two of shooting max. Uh, and then, um, yeah, and, I mean, well, and several weeks of pre-production and stuff, well, the mini but. documentary one is probably the easiest then in that. Well, other than the, if there is a, a really good, bit of B story that got cut out 
that would be ideal because that's all shot then. That's just yeah. a matter of editing and tacking on some graphics and trailers and all that sort of thing. Maybe asking the effects guys to drop in a couple of little bits here and there. Because uh, normally stuff that gets cut, they don't bother doing the full of, or finishing the effects for necessarily. Um, oh. But the documentary one, that's a lot of stock footage. Like that's why I love the profiles in history because it was all stock footage and most of it not even necessarily 100% related to what they were doing. It was just sort of like born in New York and, you know, around the First World War, they just needed black and white old timey yeah, film from I New mean, York. That's generic <laughs> stock footage that you can get all over the place. All yeah. over the place. And not only that, they would sometimes run three or four times in the same documentary. <laughs> like, uh, we need to fill it in. Run the New York clip yeah, again. We like, got that yeah. same clip that we licensed and we don't have to pay for every use. Yeah. And then maybe, like I said, like it's, it's very short. So like profiles in history, they used to, no profiles in history is, that's the collectibles. What were they calling them? There's biography. Biography. Yeah. And then tonight on tonight, biography. Tonight on biography. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was in that terrible movie about clones. Um, <laughs> nobody remembers, and everybody thinks I'm smart now. Um, I, sorry, I'm being very mean. He probably he was a perfectly intelligent man. It's just, oh, man, parts the clone is horror. No. There no. you go. There's... There's some uh, must-watch for you. Find the MST3K parts of the Clonus Uh, uh Must-have viewing. But um, that one was like, those were half an hour to an hour, depending on the subject. And and this could be they, something short. It doesn't necessarily have to be an hour or half no, hour. It could be this, like this a is five, minutes. five, ten minute thing. So if you're yeah, doing like a 24-minute yeah. or a 42, 40, no, 47-minute uh, episode, depending on what it was, when they went to like new footage of people being interviewed, that stuff may be totaled up to five yeah. minutes in those longer episodes. So for this one, you only need is like 30 seconds to a minute of uh, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. You don't even have to do a lot of stuff. Like as we've seen, there's some really, you know, if you can find a good piece of light and a background and put your smartphone on a tripod with a mic, good enough. Yeah, we all have It'll broadcast do. studios now. Yeah. Did I mean, you I, see the weather? Sorry, did you see the weatherman who's doing it from home? Uh, they're all doing it from home. <laughs> I never thought about this, yeah. but he's doing it from home. He set up a green screen, and they just take his feed and then uh, composite it over yeah. the because that's what they do in the studio, anyways. But because he's doing it at his home, his cat hates that he's being neglected. So he, <laughs> several times on different days, he's had to pick her up in the middle of his. So she's now <laughs> Betty the weather cat. Benny the weather cat. The story we need. Anyways. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, that's, uh, uh, I, because part of me, I had, I had two, um, uh, epiphanies in, in the middle of, of that. Number one is I miss in the 1980s when they would do something like that and just air it on primetime national TV and everybody be like, what the hell is what? this? Like the M yeah. night Shyamalan documentary in the nineties or, uh, the, the back to the future, uh, the secrets of back to the future where Leslie Nielsen was talking about hoverboards being real. And all of us were like, what? Um, I wish that, I wish that this could happen. I wish we could make this, this biography or profiles in history. And then it would just air like Thursday night at seven o'clock and everybody saw it and everybody was scratching their heads. Like, was this yeah. real? What's happening? Um, so that was epiphany number one. Epiphany number two was now that there's a bigger runway up to the movie release in March, does this open the door for IDW to now do a prequel comic or oh. series of prequel comics 
because what else can you do from home? But you know, Eric can be writing and Dan can be illustrating yeah. and Louie can be coloring. Like, uh, it's is that much, a possibility now? It's much more likely by July that with proper, uh, you know, um, uh, what do you, you want to call it? Sanitizing procedures. A print company might actually like the people that have to print the books. Yeah, to be up and operating it if they if they haven't stopped already because, uh, print stuff. Uh, well, and it's be being shipped, as, and the ink is coming yeah. from places that are imported, and it's it's a whole to yeah. do. But and it could even just be a digital only kind of like what it sounds like they're going to end up doing for year one number three is just put it on the app for now, and then you can print it when you know, things shake out later down the line yeah. or put it in a, a, That's a compilation too, yeah. or something. Um, it's a real, well, IDW has its own app. I mean, I know they sell their books through other people's digital comic apps as well, but man, to have, offer that up as a first dibs exclusive on the IDW app store, yeah. that'd be a real good exclusive to. And IDW has done that before with their like Star Trek countdown they do before the J.J. Abrams films. Yeah. Um, so they're they're well versed in that. I know that there's a lot of lead time to that because there's so many approvals that have to happen. But um, but now they yeah. have that time. I don't know. Well, see, now you've set off a whole bunch of synapses. Um, uh, taking IDW storylines uh, and uh, doing some. Um, uh, what's the name of the company? Um, I want to say big picture. That's not it. It's completely slipped my mind, but the company in the UK that makes the, um, all the doctor who radio plays and all that. Oh yeah. You get yourself some Maurice LaMarche and all that to, to do some radio play versions. Again, going back to our pals at uh, Ghostbusters Resurrection, where, that's all the Doctor Who ones are, is they record the lines uh, with very little reworking, because every once in a while you maybe have to add something that allows them to explain something that you cannot just infer audio-wise. Like, yeah. look out, it's another robot. Like, you just have to, <laughs> you can't. Cut to Christopher um, Lloyd clanging uh, pots and pans <laughs> in the background and, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but they you know they they radio play it up with audio and all that and it's man do listening to some Ghostbusters audio audio books would be fantastic and like the 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 IDW books are just sitting there right like just they just yeah. need some again speaking of things you can do at home it just needs some adaptation like of the script uh, depend and depending on what's going on. Uh, you know, uh, the work end, Eric can just do that. Eric can oh, tweak man. his content. Uh, Dan can uh, repurpose or doodle up uh, the little the little art to go with the, the file. And um, uh, then, yeah, it's a, you know, a, a zoom in with, you know, Maurice LaMarche or whatever. Uh, and you could even do it like classic radio uh, group read style. <laughs> where everybody's on Zoom, they just have a clean record on their end. Yeah. And the director's like, could, Mo, stop. Could you go back and do that again? But You know what I mean? Like, or, or Have that re- be the prequel too. Like that could be something oh, where you get some sort get of- Get Eric to write some Ivo uh, Shandor. Yeah. Like, do the story of- I See, mine, the, the documentary one was how, like the history of Ivo Shandor and, and his building the building, right? Again, since this whole movie seems to be- <laughs> 
steeped in the early days of Ivo Shannon. Do that. Yeah. Do some Ivo. Hell, big, not big show, not big. I'm going to search it out now or it's going to drive me nuts. Um, what was the other thing I was thinking though in the middle of all this? Because there's the radio play. Oh, that's what it was. Do you know what should start showing up randomly? Late night or as the, um, the ad lead in on YouTube and something like that just randomly? Hmm. The original 1-800 late night commercials. <laughs> like yeah, just start I'm, running those. Or again. new ones. Yeah. Why new not? New ones or, yeah. well, well, shush you. I want, I sorry, want to see oh, the old, sorry. Ah. I want to see the old one. <laughs> Dear Sony, <laughs> stop listening to the other guy. He's crazy. <laughs> Show us the old one. Uh, but yeah, both, whatever, right? Like just, um, man, that would be fantastic. Um. Uh, Doctor Who, big big finish. That's what it's called. The company's big called finish. Big Finish. Yeah, that's right. By I, the I way, mean, if, if people are bored, go to the Big Finish website, bigfinish.com. Man, the like everything. There's probably like there's a lot of Doctor Who, but they do a lot of different IPs, and they it's all radio play stuff. It's and it's brilliant. Um, Doctor Who. Here we go. Doctor Who. Worlds of Doctor Who. Boy, it seems like a lot of Doctor Who. I thought they had like Sherlock Holmes and stuff like that as well. But uh, anyway, they're um, probably creating stuff for for BBC Radio too. So maybe that's just no. Most of this doesn't air on the BBC. Hmm. This is this is theirs. Uh, and the reason it's so wonderful is <sighs> to give you an idea of how well this stuff can work. What they did is they went back to the people who wrote the original scripts and some new people and then got the original actors who were still so from Tom Baker upwards and started doing extra stories with them, right? Like they just yeah. said, so this one happens between this arc and this arc of the TV show. And what is so fantastic about it is they've done two or three series with the eight doc eighth doctor. And he's the guy who only got the one movie on Fox television, but they managed right. to go back and give him multiple seasons of, of doctor who that he never got on, on TV. And, uh, like I said, if they can do that for doctor who, surely they can do one or two great, uh, great ghostbusters ones. But, uh, Anyways, that's There's just stories to be told. There have to be. You have there to. Has. Well, the comic exists because of the, the latest run of Ghostbusters Year One is the perfect example of... <laughs> actually, you know what? Those little side stories would make wonderful little 15-minute audio plays. I just mean... Yeah, and and right? relatively little. Pro I mean, look, we create this uh, podcast on a shoestring with no production value every week. They could, they could totally show <laughs> us up and do something yeah. on, uh, you know, a, like a, a whatever, like a, a five minute or a ten minute uh, total running time, or even something longer. That would be awesome. I would, For I would love yeah. that. For some reason, it's pinging in the back of my head that other movies have done podcasts leading up to the release of, I think TV shows mostly, but, and they sometimes tap into it, like what they're, yeah, I um, mean, I'm trying to, anyways, uh, um, yeah, Marvel, Marvel's been kind of oh, dipping their toes into that. I think the um, Marvel ones have been great. Yeah. So they've started new stories involving Wolverine. 
uh, and then they've done an adaption of the uh, the Marvels uh, storyline yeah. that follows uh, follows the uh, photojournalist uh, and mostly focuses around the uh, the Fantastic Four and all that. And those sound great. Uh, and those are amazing little stories. So why not? Yeah, like I said, it doesn't. There is a cost involved. Well, sure, sure. But, I mean, it's... but at this point, the cost is pay Eric to turn his things into, you know, a radio play format. Uh, uh, pay for the, you know, director, producer, continuity editor, whatever, to zoom in, pay the actors, and then pay... Uh, pay a sound engineer a, to put it all together. A sound engineer to put yeah. it all together and, and, and all that, and then release it. Uh, I, even that's kind of simplifying it a bit, but you see, you see what I mean. Like yeah. that's not trying to secure a, that's not trying to secure a, uh, you know, million dollar budget to go shoot yeah. video footage and stuff like that, right? Like that's. I mean, I, I uh, Jason Reitman, if you're listening, you're not listening. But if you were listening, <laughs> let's bring back you? the radio drama. Let's bring that back yeah. because what a better time than now. And it's something nostalgic and would totally harken back to the 80s. Uh, you know, you would I'd, – I'd be sitting there with my record player listening to the stories of Star Wars and the, the, the lead up to Star Wars, uh, you know, those like storybooks, things like that. Let's just bring that back. We can totally do that. And that's totally doable remotely. Oh man, if if this whole pandemic brought back the radio drama, I'm all in. I am 100% all Same in. Here. There's a couple of a bunch of podcasts that are really demonstrate how good this can be too, yeah. like uh, uh Tannis and uh The Last Movie. Those were really great. And they're a couple of related series by the same groups. I will tell you right now, they do the thing that I absolutely hate, which is uh we're trying to present it as if it was documentary real, uh, but yeah. our our character reads will one hundred percent not feel like real people talking. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, hello and uh, welcome to the blah, 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 blah. yeah uh, stuff like that. But uh, but even those are just really fun to listen to. Um, yeah. Thrilling Adventure Hour. They don't even do sound effects. No. They have uh, the uh, musicians. And then they, they do have it the radio style, it, yeah, and they are awesome. The Beyond Belief ones, uh, which are the comedy supernatural ones, are just amazing. Um, and like I said, no, very little in the way of sound effects, and there's no production to them really because they're recorded. Most of them are recorded live. Uh, <laughs> they just they record it in front of an audience. You can hear the audience laughing, and they put it out there. It's like listening to the. Uh, the old Jack Benny uh, radio shows and stuff like that, right? And those are still super awesome to listen to. So there you go, Sony. Do that. <laughs> do that. Please do you, that. You have you have an added hype period. You need to make us forget <laughs> that we've been made to wait. You need to keep people intrigued uh, as we head to March. That would be fantastic. And not only that, you could, going back to our earlier discussion about... Uh, feeding out, you know, dripping out content over a period of time to keep people engaged. Uh, yeah, it starts in July. And then by the time we get to October, drop that, you know, that, that short little Halloween themed one. Something, by the time we get to Christmas, yeah. do the Christmassy one, right? Like, uh, oh, man. um, 
Here's a thought. You don't want to do any of the IDW stuff because then there's a whole bunch of the licensing-y stuff there. Fine. Get, uh, I don't, actually, this probably has just as many rights issues involved or something like that. But there you go. Uh, get um, uh, Eric and J. Michael Straczynski, uh, you know, anybody who's still available from the original real Ghostbusters, take those things that were aimed at kids grab the best Ooh. of them and overhaul them into an updated, um, for 2020, uh, episode. So yeah, the real Ghostbusters, real Ghostbusters, radio dramas, radio oh, dramas, right? God, if I wasn't tearing my hair out with stress right now, I would pitch this. This all sounds amazing, <laughs> but that would be so fun. Like to take the ones that be- they had to boil it down because it was supposed to be showing to kids, but then amp up the stuff that they tried to sneak past us, yeah. the, the Lovecraftian or, stuff. D- or do the, new uh, ones, because uh, Straczynski yeah. said he's game. That's Let him true. run wild and have him do 20-minute episodes of yeah. you know, some sort of continuation that could or could not maybe bridge the gap between the films and, then, and the new film or lead up to just, their, just go get the voice actors. They're yeah. there. Um, yeah, some good spooky fun. stories with, with the Ghostbusters oh. and – Yes. That'd be so good. Do that. <sighs> why? Why? How? We just need to be in a room and just pitch this stuff to people and be like, I, "We don't want to make it. We just want you to make it." How does that happen? <laughs> okay. Well, this. Okay, it's very easy. What we do is we <laughs> particular episodes like this. We just send them to Ghost Corps and say, "Please listen to this episode. Here <laughs> fast, is our phone fast number." Fast through the twenty minutes of Watchdogs. <laughs> That's true. Ignore that. Actually, no. Listen to that one too. But That's the note. The note is is the first twenty minutes about Watchdogs. Please listen to that. But that is not what we're pitching to you here. Oh, but how funny. Just <laughs> it's yeah. It's isolation uh, elevator pitches. Yeah. Record a podcast and then uh, watch people uh, support us or not on Twitter, and then that all feeds over to the people who say yes or no. To go, wow, the social media metrics are pretty good. Here you go, kid. Here you go. <laughs> go, <laughs> go make a... Have a fresca and go make yeah. us a radio drama. That's right. Have a fresca and go make <laughs> a pilot. See, that's the beautiful part about Radio Play's thing is it it can end with one or it can run on into multiples. It doesn't matter. Like you, you make one good one, you share it, and everybody's like, well, okay, done. And then you just walk away. It's not like television where, you know, so much is riding on it that you got to land it. And if you don't land it, you don't ever show it or whatever. It's like, no, that's not how this works. And and especially if you put it on a podcast format where it's maybe ad supported or maybe it's just in promotion of the film or, you know, whatever is deemed promotion worthy uh, of it. uh, yeah. Yeah. Dude. All right. Well, uh, hey, uh, if if uh, anybody from Ghost Core or Sony did end up listening to this after we were like, "Hey, listen to this," thanks. Um, hopefully, it was worth your worth your Don't while. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 Ghost stoppers. stoppers. I'm sorry. We'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at four seven zero two four two four seven four two. That's four seven zero two G B H Q I C. We also have a Facebook page and Twitter accounts. Spence is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? 
you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. All right, I'm just going to sit back here and count these $100 bills that we just got from <laughs> Sony. And What's the Bobcat Goldthwait joke uh, he always says? My movies make hundreds of dollars. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, feeling kind of vulnerable right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's he yes he's he, he ditched that one a while ago. But, uh, <laughs> the character went away, but the yeah. character went away. But the, I miss the, him, man. I miss the character. The, the character is still the man is still there. The man is still there, but yeah, yeah. Let's uh, do it. Oh boy. Um, well, Chris, what do you have for uh, final thoughts in this uh, this week's episode? Eh, not much. The Watchdogs was probably <laughs> the closest I had to it. Um, I should say I was going to get off the Alberta Ghostbusters some deets. They said, let us know closer to recording and we'll send you some deets on, because they have a GoFundMe and they're pumping out yeah, for their stuff. Uh, protective and equipment. Then, yeah. uh, if I'm feeling uh, like uh, the the bigger man, I will admit I forgot to ping uh, Dustin and say, send me deets. If I'm feeling like a lesser uh, human being, I did tell him we recorded on Wednesdays, and he sent nothing. Um, but he's a little uh, busy I, right now. Yeah, that's right. I didn't mention last time that it's not just him and the Alberta Ghostbusters. It's like uh, the Afterlife prop team and the Five Hundred One. They're all working together to make this stuff. So it's, oh, that's cool. It's, it's a an undertaking, joint effort. Yeah, yeah. Uh, check our social medias. I'll I'll ping it around again too because they do have a GoFundMe. More speaking of Maurice Lamarche, uh, dropped a hundred bucks on them. Big spender. Wait, what? And I, and I, and I don't mean that sarcastically. I, I don't know if that was supposed to be a secret or not. No. But they were all very excited. Maurice LaMarche uh, contributed to their, donated to their charity to produce PPEs. So. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Good God, yeah. Good for Maurice. What Boy, a man. Boy, if that was a secret, I'm in big trouble now. But, <laughs> but well, good for I'm them. Sure, good for him. You know. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure if he could contribute more, he would want to. But um, that's awesome. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, hundred bucks is actually. It's, yeah, I, I'm that's... not trying to be sarcastic about it. That's a. That's a. When it comes to these these like uh, uh, crowdfunding things, uh, it's usually like, please give us ten dollars or twenty dollars. So the person who shows up and says a hundred, it's like, yeah, that's, nice. That's a pretty. Thank you. Uh, that's a pretty big drop in the bucket there. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, uh, all the people that are out there doing uh, great work, um, you know, a, a, a Novos. I know that they are very divisive, uh, but I did see that they um, have started uh, trying to put together masks and, and stuff for people. Uh, GB fans, obviously, uh, AJ has been sort of retooling Working all of his equipment to be yep. putting, uh, you know, toward uh, protective equipment and. I mean, and even uh, I ran uh, into someone who has been at all of the conventions that I've ever gone to, and she makes oven mitts uh, that are, you know, you know, nerdy, geeky stuff, uh, Porgs and Starship Enterprises and things like that. Uh, she has retooled all of her stuff to create masks, and um, she's currently working on a mask that I can put on my two-year-old daughter, so she is a godsend, uh, because that has been a difficult chore to say the least um but uh yeah it's I, I i tip my cap to all the people out there that are doing stuff i i feel like i'm not doing enough uh even though it's 
<laughs> this hour that you and I just recorded, Chris, is probably the first hour that I've had in the last five days uh, just hanging out by myself. But um, yeah, so if, if anybody out there needs help for any reason whatsoever, if you're making equipment and you need funding, if uh, you find yourself uh, needing uh, help with hospital bills. Uh, if you are just, if you need someone to talk to, please, please, please hit us up. That's, I feel like that's the least that we can do. Um, if there's anything that we can do to either boost the signal for you or just be an ear to chat to, we're obviously always here. So, um, that's, that's my final thought is use us. We're here, please. Whatever we can do, whatever I can do to feel like I'm contributing to, to the greater good. Yes, please. Absolutely. Um, all right, everybody. Uh, until next week, hopefully Chris gets his Eagle Moss box and we can be building some stuff and then we'll just talk more nonsense while we uh, build ectomobiles. Uh, hopefully that's next week, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see you all on the other side. Who you gonna call? We Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Anything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Oh. Next week, though, Careless Pets. We're so